This is Amanda Robertson here with Dennis Silvers for the Vegas Sand Trap. This is part three with our special guest, the voice of golf, Peter Kessler. For for leading into, you know, and staying with the rules theme, you know, all these changes are about to hit from USGA, and um, there's some pretty big changes, not just minor things. And me playing professionally and, and all of us, you know, playing – I, how do you see that affecting the game, and do you think that it's a positive spin, or do you think it's something that's going to hinder the tradition behind golf? What do you think? What do you think, Amanda? Were some of the big ones? Well, I think that um, so you know a couple they've changed they've combined I guess lateral uh, water hazard with like the, now they're just making it a standard, and now instead of taking two club lengths, it's actually a measurement. And I know for me, um, I, I just think it's going to slow down the game. It's it's overcomplicating something that's already pretty set and has been set for, I don't know, I, forever. So. I think the I think the, also the biggest one too, Amanda, is you know as far as taking a drop from uh, yes. shoulder height. Yes. Now you get down to about an inch, and you might as well place the damn ball. Well, it's almost the, the same thing. Yes, and there's no clear cut. Oh, well, it has to just at least look like it's not being placed. It has to be, you know, try to give it about an inch. Well, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Let's just drop it. It's poppycock. Well, I agree with say. that. I, 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 think the, I think the one-inch business is, is silly, and yeah. I think that most players feel that it's silly, and I think it's overkill. Right. I do think the idea of moving to things becoming defined more as lateral hazards is a positive one. Now, when I play golf, I've been playing golf at the same golf course for the last 20 years, and I've never, in all the time I've been playing, had somebody in a group in front of me come back to the tee to reload because we all play it the same way. We figure out where did it go in the woods, take a couple of club lengths where you have a clear shot, add a stroke, and play everything as a lateral, which I think most recreational players do. Right. I think they do play everything as a lateral. If you can't find it in the woods, you take 10 seconds. Right. None of this five-minute stuff. Right, right. You don't see it right away, drop a ball, add a stroke, and play on. So right. I think the trend is actually closer to that which recreational golfers play. So I don't have an issue with that. Right. I think the business about the ball moving on the green when it's not your fault is a good one, and I think that yeah. you know happens. <laughs> happens five times a year, so it's not a big deal. No, it won't um, it, it, So uh, I don't have a problem in particular with the rules, with, with with those rule changes at all, of becoming a little more friendly in terms of more things becoming lateral. I think the difference between a red and a yellow stake will, will become clearer under these right. new rules. I so, agree. But I don't see anything dramatic there, and I don't see anything slowing it down. But the business of dropping from one inch is tantamount to placing it, and I don't quite understand that. Yeah, right? and besides, I'm getting tired of dropping these balls out of my pant leg anyway. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's not a lot of Peter on the on the LPGA tour. A number of players have said, and I think it was Laura Diaz that first said first said it that sex sells on the LPGA. What's your view, then, on the new advisory ruling that players on the LPGA Tour should not dress in any provocative way and should not look like they're wearing, you know, workout clothes? And and I want to get Amanda's opinion on that as well when you're done. Well, I, I think it's a step in the wrong direction. I, I think that, you know, sex sells. And one of the things that 
is interesting to me about the PGA Tour is that almost without exception, if you think of a really, really terrific player, they're generally handsome. Bobby Jones, Ben Hogan, Jack after he lost the weight, Arnold was handsome, Gary Player, Nick Faldo, Nick Price, Tiger Woods, you know, Jordan Spieth is a handsome guy, Adam Scott is a handsome guy. They are, they are marketable in a sexy way Mm -hmm. because for whatever circumstances caused it to be the case, they're generally attractive human beings in good shape. And I find that a lot of the women on on tour are also particularly attractive and I think that anything that they can do to enhance their marketability without it being sleazy and I don't think any of these girls need to know what sleazy versus not is because they all know I I totally disagree with the code I'll give you an example Um, I I really like Jeannie Bouchard the tennis player I think you know she's, she's struggling with her game but she's an extreme Extremely beautiful woman. Her clothes are sexy. Yeah. She's really, really fun to to watch yeah. because she is so attractive. Right. And when she's playing good, it makes her more attractive. Right. Look at the trouble that Serena goes to to look good on the court. I mean, she has worked very hard in the last fifteen years to be at the head of the fashion league. Yes. You know, she wears what I think are sexy costumes mm-hmm. on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't have any trouble with seeing um, a little cleavage. I don't have any trouble with the length of the tennis skirt itself, showing you know a, a little a, a, a little bit of their behind. I don't think it's unattractive in any way, and I do not think that they should be making these changes on the LPGA tour. I think all of these girls are bright enough to know what they look best in. Absolutely, I can't ever remember a situation where somebody said, my God, who was a reasonable person. I mean, you know, you go back to the 1970s and Jan Stevenson, you know, who won a bunch of majors and was a really terrific player. She and Laura Barr were the the two best-looking players. And Nancy Lopez was extremely attractive. Mm -hmm. And the three of them wore clothes that made them look really sexy because they were really sexy and they were happy to show it off and not one person on the planet complained and in this politically correct culture that we live in now relative to then when there was no issue at all nobody said anything other than boy doesn't she look great you know now you've got you know the the sort of PC police on the matter here with the LPGA, and I and I think it's a shame. I I think it's a shame. I mean, Lexi Thompson. I know Lexi, and and I've seen her dressed up for dinner, and she can. She's a knockout, yeah. and so yeah. I know that I know that those players can play in provocative clothing without crossing the line. So I disagree with the new code. Well, I'm for a little more cleavage. I'm for a little more rear end and. I, I agree with you. What, what's the uh, what's the vibe on on tour, Amanda? You know, about I, that? I think that you know, I've always been a, a big advocate of as long as it's classy. Yes, sex sells, and like you said, Peter, you know these girls know what crossing the line sure. is, and I don't think any of us want to be out there in a bikini. That's not the point. The point is that no, do I need a skirt that's down at knee length? 
um, and it's very traditional. Well, no, I, I don't think that either. So I, th- I think a lot of these companies that are that are switching over to a more you know non traditional form of active wear, we're, we're supplementing our golf clothes with active wear, and I think that's where people are having an issue because you're seeing tighter and shorter hemlines right. right. and things. But why are we not the most viewed? Versus the PGA Tour, when we have women that are beautiful that should be showing how great and talented and beautiful they are. I don't think that's a taboo to say, wow, you're a very attractive woman and you can kick butt on the golf course. So why do I not not get any of my phone calls or texts back from these women? (laughs) That's whole other reason. You probably postured it incorrectly. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example to, to flip it on its head. I, I've always thought that Suzanne Pedersen was really, really a beautiful woman. I and do I, too. Yeah. I think it would be really, really great for women's golf if she would win more. But I notice that she dresses and has dressed according to the new code yes. even before the new code. Yeah. You know, she yeah. she was pretty buttoned up and yeah. she didn't wear sexy outfits and she didn't show off her adorable figure. You know, she she did this the the nude spread for ESPN magazine and she looked absolutely fantastic. And I was secretly rooting to you know, to see more rather than less because she was so beautiful and because she was so sexy and you know, and the other girls aren't as attractive as she is and if they're going to wear the same clothing that she could get away with because she was so beautiful and didn't feel the need to dress provocatively that they're falling behind a little bit i i think you know the the broadest word that pertains to all of this is it's entertainment you know yes inside of entertainment is sex cells and and sexy cells and marketability cells and i think that anything that takes away from that on the LPGA Tour at a time when we're struggling for audiences. And also, you know, you've got to face the reality of, you know, the best players in the world basically right now are not from the United States and they're not from Europe. They're from South Korea. And those girls, by definition, are very, very, very conservative. And, um, and, and, And I would like to see them be more rather than less provocative. I think it would be healthy for golf. But don't you think, Peter, that if if we restrict um you know like dress code we're we're already lacking some personality on the LPGA tour there's a lot of girls that are super funny and super great and have these awesome personalities but you don't get to see it because when you start restricting what they wear and you start pulling that you would kind of reel in and not show your true self cuz you can't be your true self while playing golf and feeling comfortable Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's it, you know, it's a negative right across the board to in, enforce really a, 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 an Elizabethan Victorian standard of dress when you know when when women who first played golf wore dresses that went all the way down to the ground, yeah. you know, and they wore girt and they wore girdles, and I mean, you know, they had to dress like they were going to church on Sunday when women's professional golf first started and you know and then patty berg in the late 30s started to change that and babes harris you know even though she was in in some ways you know an androgynous figure you know she was she was feminine but she was also masculine too in a way and 
and uh, you know, e- even the babe understood that you know that sex sells, and she got rid of her girdle at some point. So, so they un- they understood those women who founded who founded the LPGA Tour in 1950, you know, they were a progressive group and they knew they needed to do a lot of things to attract customers because they didn't hit the ball as far as men and that made their game less attractive by definition and therefore anything they could do to enhance the way that they looked or marketed themselves was a good thing to do. Yeah, speaking of, uh, I'm glad you brought that up with the founders of the LPGA, Peter. This uh, weekend I'm going to uh, Arizona and participating in a uh, fundraiser that uh, one of the original founders of the LPGA Tour, Marilyn Smith, has every year to raise money to give to uh, women uh, that are going into college for golf scholarships. And Marilyn is only one of three living women still left that are original founders. And I, I can't wait to meet her. I've had her on the show and uh, I'm, I'm looking looking so forward to it. Peter, I want to change gears a little bit and ask you this. Do you think that most of the sponsors paying big bucks on the PGA Tour are really getting their money's worth? And what's the biggest benefit you see in sponsoring a PGA Tour event? Well, it's the, the shortest answer is that golf is a niche sport. And it has a small but affluent audience. And that's the short answer. I mean, if you take the Golf Channel as a microcosm, mm-hmm. you know, they pass they pass 110 million homes, but their average hourly audience is 70,000 viewers. 70,000 on the Golf Channel. So when people who host shows on Sirius XM tell me they have a half a million listeners, I know that they really have between five and 20,000 listeners. Right, I did a right. show for 10 years. I did a show for 10 years on Sirius XM and they used to tell me I had a third of a million listeners and I told them that was statistically impossible that a morning show that a morning show was going to have a third of a million people watching it when you really have 10 million people who you know really play golf it's not right. 25 million right. people may, may may play once a year but there's 10 million avid golfers in this country you know and so if you have 70,000 people watching the golf channel instead of you know, millions of people, the reason that, that sponsors are attracted is because it's a small audience, which is a negative, but it's an extremely influential and affluent audience, and that's why the bucks continue to follow. That's a good, that's a, that's a very good answer, and I, and I agree with that, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's a grind trying to, and I, I got to tip my hat to the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour as well as far as going out and continuing the sponsorship levels, uh, you know, with sponsors on events, and because you know money is tough today, and uh, they do they do just a, a whale whale of a job. But anyway, Peter, we will uh, let you go. I thank you so much for your time. Just I could keep you on for hours and hours and hours. We're going to have you back sooner yes, than later. It's just great information and uh, so much more that we want to talk to you about. And we appreciate your time here on the Vegas Sand Trap. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dennis. Uh, so it's yes, Amanda, I love it when you say, hey, Dennis. <laughs> so speaking of fashion, you're looking pretty sharp. Where is that shirt from? Thank you very much. This is from uh, Stallion Mountain Golf Club. I think it's Golf Club or Golf Course. Golf, it's a golf Club, club of, of course. Club. 
Anyway, have you played there? I have. Cactus Tour plays out oh, there Oh, that's in June. right. They have an event out there. Yep. Anyway, they are our official golf course for the upcoming uh, Game Summit Improvement oh, that we're nice. having at the beginning of February. So all of the golfers that want to play golf uh, take advantage of some of the great instructors that are going to be there to have a clinic or so. We're going to go out there. Great practice facility. Wonderful golf course. Uh, we're we're really happy to have them on board. That's so awesome. we're looking forward to a great relationship and hope they could uh, they're going to come on board here. We hope uh, uh, with the uh, podcast very soon. So yeah. thanks for asking. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Vegas Sand Trap. I'm Dennis Silvers and I'm Amanda Robertson. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you all on the golf course. Adios. And it's not going well. You need something to break this spell. Having a corporate or charity golf event? Backswing Golf Events can supply your tournament with personable, professional golfers to entertain and fundraise on the golf course. They can accommodate any size group, whether it be three players to 500. They are your team. From range lessons, beat the pro, and pro-am style roaming, they're making lasting memories one swing at a time. So make sure to check out BackswingGolfEvents.com or call us direct at 661-316-3093 and book your pros now.